We have two education initiatives that we're working on. One is an initiative that would put into the Constitution that California students have a right to high quality education. And the other one we're working on is adding a personal finance requirement to high school graduation. And as somebody who (laughs) burdened myself with credit card debt, because I saw the free credit card offers when I got to college uh, and didn't really know how to manage it all and didn't know that there's the interest was so huge. I think it's great, especially now with social media being the main source of information for kids on personal finance, there's a lot of bad info out there. So I like that measure as uh, something that we can really push for. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sacktown Talks. Today we're excited to be joined by Roger Salazar of Alsa Strategies. Roger, how's it going? Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. I was, everything's going great. Can't be, uh, you know, can't complain. Everything is uh, going smooth. It's it's like that song. I'm, I'm living that semi-charmed kind of life, and, yeah. I, and I'm enjoying it Gosh. without the uh, the the title, not the lyrics to that song. Exactly <laughs> right. Explicit warning, uh, exactly. everyone. Excited to be joined here by you, Roger, a, a expert in communication. So we got high hopes for you on this one. All right, thanks. Yeah. Um, I guess for those people out there who don't know who the hell you are, Roger, why don't you explain to them uh, who you are and how you got there? Yeah, sure. Uh, like I, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I'm a, the, the son of uh, of uh, farm workers in Lodi, California, uh, from Lodi, California, uh, who eventually moved and and started doing wine country. Well, it was wine country. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, my aunts and uncles who used to work the vineyards out yeah. there now own the vineyards really? out there. Wow. So, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty strong. I think, you know, family success stories out there. Uh, when I, I got. Uh, to college, I, I was going to be a dentist mm-hmm. uh, and uh, wasn't very good at chemistry or math. Right. Uh, so I was like, maybe I'll, I'll find another path. And I was really good at current events, uh, you know, history. I loved history. I loved, you know, uh, um, you know, political science. So I, I pursued that path and made my way up, volunteered on some campaigns. I volunteered on Patty Garamendi's campaign when she ran for Congress in, in, the, in San Joaquin mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, eventually made my way to, to Congress where I worked for Lucille Royball Allard as her first press secretary when she was first elected to Congress. Uh, did a couple of other campaigns, went to grad school. And uh, when I was in grad school, they said that you need to take an internship. And I had already worked on Capitol Hill, worked on some campaigns. So like, were you working in D.C.? or Yeah, so, I, so I, I, know I, I worked in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and moved out to D.C. and uh, went to grad school at George Washington University, uh, their graduate school of political management program. Uh, and uh, I wanted a program uh, that combined... Uh, campaign management, which was the major that they offered, with media relations. Well, they had a manager. Wow. Yeah. So it was campaign management, uh, and, you know, and so I petitioned to, to take some courses from George Washington uh, University's regular political science program and their communications program, mm-hmm. and basically it created what was called a media management major for my master's degree. Uh, so which combined campaign work with media relations. And what year is this? This is uh, 93, 94. So pre-internet. Uh, oh, pre. It was. Yeah. I, in fact, I wrote a paper uh, for grad school about how the internet would never work. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was so slow. This is the old 14.4 right. dial-up. And yeah. there was no search engines. And, I, and mm-hmm. I remember trying to use it for some of the, the uh, campaign uh, um, uh, models that we were working on. And it just didn't work. It was just right. so frustrating and slow. Uh, and so um, don't ever count on me for yeah. tech advice. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I love talking to campaign guys from back then. And they would talk about jamming fax machines. Oh, yeah. How you'd say. And uh, faxes to the opponent's fax machine to jam them up. Dial it up 100 times so that that they would keep it rolling. Absolutely. Uh, And so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I I had to take an internship. 
Uh, and I was, you know, fighting my my guidance uh, counselor at the time, saying like, mm-hmm. I don't really need one because I already worked on Capitol Hill. And she's like, Well, we have one that's open and available. Uh, it's in the White House press office, uh, and uh, it was basically the intern for Mike McCurry, who was the press secretary mm-hmm. to President Clinton. Uh, and it was the same week he started. Right. Uh, so basically, I said, Yeah, I'll take that one. Ro- rolled in. It was a three month internship in the White House press office. And after my internship ended, I just kept coming back. Um, I just said, no, I'm going to, I like yeah. this, I'm going to stick around. And after about five months, they were like, we should probably pay this guy. And so they gave me the worst job in, in, in the White House, which was the overnight clips guy. Again, pre-internet, mm-hmm. you got to cut them out by hand, right. you know, lay them out on a drafting board and basically put together a clip packet every morning. But it really sort of gave me a perspective on sort of the finished product of the news and what people, what the, you know, the press office was looking for. Um, And then moved my way up the ranks in the White House, uh, ended up being assistant press secretary. I was the Western desk, handled all of the Western states for uh, the White House um, and um, worked, uh, then worked on the Gore campaign, uh, opened up his press operation for his presidential campaign. And when that didn't work, came back to uh, California and uh, was uh, deputy press secretary for Governor Davis. Uh, so I came back to California in 2000, and I've been been back home ever since. Uh, and then, you know, press secretary on his campaign, on his reelection campaign, and then the kind of the rest was, was history. I, I, I ended up uh, going ahead to uh, um, to to start uh, working for a PR firm. I worked for Porter Novelli, Donna mm-hmm. Lucas, when she was the head of Porter Novelli here in Sacramento, uh, and then um, did that for a little bit. Uh, uh, again, kept doing random campaigns. Uh, we worked on the Edwards campaign in North Carolina for a brief stint. Uh, and then started a, a, a campaign slash PR firm with Andrew Acosta, uh, who is a, a you know a, a, a brilliant strategist and, and an old high school friend of mine. Uh, so we started a firm together that lasted about eight, six or eight years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then um, you know so he, him handling all the campaign sort of side of things, I'd handle the P, the press side of things, and uh, worked on a bunch of great campaigns. Um, uh, left that for a little bit, and then um, and about. Now, almost eight nine years ago, started uh, all the strategies, and we are a you know a, a media relations uh, campaign uh, uh, campaign management firm, uh, mostly specializing in communications issues. Um, you know, we have a wide variety of clients. We have candidates, we have ballot initiatives, we have industry clients. Uh, uh, we focus a lot on education. My partner Hillary McLean, um, we we were deputy press secretaries together for Governor Davis. She was also uh, with Superintendent uh, of Public Instruction, Jack O'Connell. So she has a, a very strong education portfolio. Uh, so with that background, you know, we've been, you know, been, been uh, um, you know, having a lot of fun over the yeah. last few years. So you were in the, I guess, the White House press office from what, 94 to? 94 to 99. 99. Yeah, yeah. Just so about. you got to deal with all that Monica Lewinsky stuff. Oh, yeah. So and- we were, uh, when I, I was, uh, you know, when they had the, the first government shutdown when Newt Gingrich and, and uh, Clinton were growing at it yeah. and they had that government shutdown. Um, you know, they, uh, they assigned every, every office got to have essential employees, which basically meant we all knew that everybody was going to get paid eventually. Right. Uh, but basically a lot of the staffers got to take a vacation <laughs> during this, during the government shutdown. Mike McCurry was designated the essential employee for the press office. And I was a designated essential employee because I was the clips guy. Right. Um, so, uh, it was the two of us in the, in the press operation. Uh, and again, that shutdown was, uh, um, you know, Monica Lewinsky was in the chief of staff's office. 
you know, we didn't really go, you know, come across each other very, very often, but, uh, 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 and I do remember seeing her there, yeah. uh, and uh, she was, uh, and again, there weren't that many people uh, in the White House, but uh, I was pretty focused on uh, trying to get some sleep because my job was overnight. So <laughs> 10, oh, okay. 10 o'clock yeah. at night to, to 7 in the morning and, and give you uh, very little time for socializing. Right. But it was interesting. It's funny, like, I don't really remember the press secretary, the White House press secretary being a big deal until like the last... I guess four years, whatever yeah, Trump yeah. was, it was. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think and now it's like this, like must see TV. Like, can we stump the press secretary? And like, well, I just, crazy. I, I just, I always remembered it. Cause I, you know, I learned a lot from Mike McCurry, uh, you know, and, and, you know, he had these, these little tricks that he would use if he didn't want to get quoted. He knew mm. that, that, you know, TV wanted clean shots. Right. So if uh, he didn't want to be uh, on TV saying something, he had a cup of ice, you know, ice water next to him, and he started chewing right. ice in the middle of his response, knowing that they wouldn't use it. <laughs> you right. know, so he did. He, had, he was he was very interesting to sort of watch him, uh, you know, work with the press. But it wasn't like back then; it was not like it is today. I mean, it was it was much more. You know, the press secretary was in the background more so than uh, than what you see today. Now they're kind of celebrities. No, yeah, they're totally yeah, they're absolutely like jobs afterwards. Yeah. Did you ever come across? I remember when I was in. Um, you know, it's college, and we, we learned about poli sci. Yeah, it, we learned about the Clinton campaign. We learned about the Raging Cajun. Yeah, yeah. And George Stephanopoulos and, and, and how yeah. they use the media. And James Carville was was great. He was yeah. he was fun. Uh, he was a, uh, a lot of fun to be around. I did want to go back and share one quick story for you, though. Yeah. Do you? There was a uh, there was a scene in uh, you know during the Lewinsky incident when. Uh, President Clinton was in the Roosevelt room and he pointed to the cameras and yeah. said, I did not have sexual relations right, with right, that woman, right. Miss Lewinsky. Yeah. He was looking right at me. Yeah. I was the guy that brought the press into the Roosevelt room. And so I was standing in between all the cameras, yeah. like they're all over my shoulders. And he was looking right at me. Did you practice that with him? No, no. Yeah. But I was, I'm going to yeah. tell you, he, you know, uh, when he did that, yeah. I was like, yeah, he didn't do that. He totally is. And again, my imagination was such yeah. that I couldn't imagine where all of this supposedly took place it was such a small area and my imagination was such as like yeah it could never happen right there so you know just shows how naive i am <laughs> that's too funny yeah so yeah no but but all those guys again i would uh, when i was doing the clips overnight you know my i you know i had I was the guy who actually had the security clearance to go into the West Wing right. uh, to drop off the clips. And, and uh, so I had George Stephanopoulos. I put mm. his clips on his desk, the president, vice president, chief of staff, all that stuff. It was it was it was kind of a, a heady time to be around there. And again, I was in my 20s. So uh, to be doing all of that, I think you kind of need to be in your 20s because right. it's it's long hours. It's grueling. Uh, you put in a lot more than you get compensated yeah. for. Uh, um, uh, but, you know, I, I, I always sort of, uh, you know, I, I thought it's like my third degree. You know, it, it was it was an education being there, sort of seeing how they handled it, just how they handled the, the Lewinsky scandal, for example, mm. the impeachment where they had us. I was assistant press secretary at the time and they basically, uh, um, you know, compartmentalized the operation. They're like, we don't want to we, we want to have Gregory Craig be the quarterback for the impeachment issues. Every question about impeachment goes to that team. Everybody else, including me on the Western desk, we focus on putting out press releases about 100,000 new teachers, 100,000 new cops, right. you know, enterprise zones, tax credits, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, and so we were just pumping, you know, all of that information out to, to our local media uh, that we were responsible for, making sure that they, they kept seeing good news coming out of the White House. Which really helped because you know, after, when the impeachment was over, Clinton was at his most popular levels ever because 
hey, he was getting impeached, but he was doing all these great things for right. for the stock country. market. Was yeah, good. everything yeah. was good. Business was good. You know, high, you know, prosperity and right. you know all, all sorts of peace and prosperity was great. It was a good time to be around there. No, that's uh, interesting. But it also was a time that uh, we really started to learn about you know the um, the the advent of. At the time, it was talk radio, sort of the precursor to the internet, right. where all of a sudden you just had these sort of rabid, on both sides, um, you know, um, uh, viewpoints that, uh, um, you know, that people could go to. It was like being in their own neighborhood. Um, you know, before all of that r- rose, if you had sort of a nutty idea, you were like, well, I'm alone in this. I better be quiet about right. it. Now, if you've got nutty ideas, you can find five or 10 other people right. on the internet somewhere who are going to share that. And so that emboldens people with those sort of, uh, um, you know, fringe ideas to, it's uh, to think they're more yeah. mainstream than they are. I remember like, so you had cable, right? Yeah. And you had these 24 seven news yeah. channels, right? Yeah. And they needed something to talk about. Yeah. And so it all started kind of with OJ. Yeah. And it's 24 seven OJ. Yeah. And then I feel like it went from OJ to that first Iraq war. Well, yeah. When it was the OJ, the first Iraq, right. uh, you know, war. And then, right. you know, it just boomed from there. You know, that's it was during the, the Lewinsky thing that the Fox really took off, and right. and uh, uh, you started seeing all this twenty four seven. Because when I started in the business, what news the cable news wasn't twenty four hours. Right. Uh, you know, there was a dark time where, like, you know, it's they signed off. Um, can you imagine? I mean, just you know, there was a time, you know, in 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 my lifetime where you could turn on the TV late at night and there'd be nothing. Just mm-hmm. snow, you know. Right. Uh, and now there's just you know there's there's almost too much now. You, you can't even figure out no, what to choose from. Yeah, it like, is. So yeah. it was, it was a, but it was a good, it was an interesting time. And again, uh, I and you know I enjoyed it. I enjoyed uh, setting up the operation for the Gore campaign. Um, you know that was another sort of uh, interesting uh, you know time period. I remember uh, we had a a uh, when George Bush came out with his first fundraising numbers. I think we had raised a record number for a Democratic presidential candidate yeah. in the first quarter. So we were proud. We announced our numbers, yeah. put out a press release, and I uh, uh, got a call from a reporter who said, uh, uh, from Reuters, who said, yeah, George Bush raised, and essentially I can remember it was like twice as much as we had. And I said, well, let me get back to you. Um, and uh, so then, you know, I called the chief of staff, said George Bush raised this much. Uh, you know, what should I say? He's like, why don't you say, really? Let me get back to you. And I said, what? The reporter wrote that down. Uh, you know, he wrote that down. I was, he's like, well, it was an honest response. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, why? And I couldn't use, uh, George Bush was running uh, against Patrick Buchanan and Angela Bay Buchanan was his, his sister was his campaign manager. And the reporter said, I couldn't use uh, her response. And I was like, why? She was like, it was, ah, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's just, a, just a, it's an right. F-bomb. She's like, I couldn't use hers on, on the paper, so I used yours. I'm like, great. So now I learned, that's one of those things where you learn. Anytime you talk to a reporter, if you want to, if you, anything you say, can and will be used in print. If you, Against if, you. If, you, yeah. if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're not careful. So you always have to sort of be careful about what so you're man, saying. So man, like you've been like really battle tested, right? You oh know, yeah. You know, White House, Monica Lewinsky, Gore, yeah. Bush v. Gore, yeah. hanging Chad. You come to the governor's office, you got yeah. the recall. Well, and if you remember, so when I came to Energy the governor's when I came to the governor's office, he was on the cover of Time magazine as a potential the next presidential candidate. You know, California was going great. Uh, you know, so I get here, I'm like, well, this is going to be easy. You know, I'm going into right. a place where, you know, everybody loves Gray Davis. And, uh, you know, within six months <laughs> of me being here, you know, we have a, a, a really rough reelection. Um, Frankly, he was at his most unpopular during that reelection uh, campaign, and we were surprised. I mean, it was only the luck of having Bill Simon, uh, you know, be our opponent. Um, uh, uh, you know, that we I mean, we were just 
surprised that that you know that he got the numbers he did. Uh, it just sort of showed you sort of how split California was and how far Republicans had fallen in the state uh, during that election. And uh, um, you know, and so the, and the recall didn't really surprise me uh, because he just was so unpopular at the time, and and then the energy crisis exacerbated it, and uh, the budget crisis exacerbated it, and you know, and Gray, uh, you know, was a brusque um, uh, you know governor to his friends. Uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, when you're brusque with your friends or, you know, uh, um, they'll remember it. And, right. you know, they, they didn't necessarily uh, um, stand up for him uh, when his time of need came because he didn't stand up for them, you know, uh, um, when their time of need was, was. So it just kind of all all of that really sort of, uh, you know, ended up, uh, um, you know, crashing down. And, and, you know, that recall was a tough period. Right. So, yeah, I know I've been I've been through through. Impeachment scandals. I've been through uh, campaign finance scandals with Gore. I've been through, uh, you know, through the energy crisis and the budget crisis right. with uh, with Gray. Um, so yeah, I, I battle tested. They don't call us flax for nothing, right? right. <laughs> that's funny. So that's why one thing like a lot of PR companies offer is crisis management. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So your resume is pretty. Yeah. Pretty so good we, on that. And we, you know, again, we teach people about, you know, with, with crisis communications, always have a plan in advance. If you're if you're putting a plan together, uh, you know, in the middle of a crisis, you're you are, you know, you're already behind. So it's uh, it's good for for we, we just counsel uh, just be prepared for, uh, you know, for any eventuality. Yeah. So kind of what, what's your business today? Kind of who are your clients and kind of. Yeah. Know. So we're working on a couple of, of ballot initiatives right now. We have uh, two education initiatives that we're working on. Uh, you know, one is an initiative that would uh, um, uh, put into the Constitution uh, that that uh, California students have a right to high quality education. So it's just a, a, a change in, in the language on the Constitution there. Uh, and the other one we're working on is uh, one that, uh, that I really like. Um, it is uh, adding a personal finance requirement uh, to high school graduation. Oh, nice, yeah. um, and, and, you know, again, as somebody who, uh, you know, was uh, um, <laughs> burdened myself with credit card debt because mm-hmm. I saw the free credit card offers when I got to college uh, and didn't really know how to manage it all. Uh, and, you know, didn't know that there's that the interest was right. so huge and yeah. all that stuff. Um, you know, I think it's great for, for especially now with uh, social media being sort of the main source of information for uh, kids on, 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 um, you know, personal finance, right. there's a lot of bad info out there and mm-hmm. they, they got to be able to, to figure this stuff out and maybe having a personal finance course uh, um, is, a, 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 so I like that, that, that measure as, as uh, something that we can really, really push for. Um, you know, uh, we have had Doris Matsui as a client uh, um, working her uh, race for, uh, you know, for a while now. Um, and then we have, like I said, we have a, you know, a number of education clients that my partner works with, uh, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, working on with uh, um, the California Student Aid Commission, uh, you know, we want to make sure people are aware that they, they, when they can sign up for FAFSA, you know, and, and, and get their, their financial aid stuff uh, mm-hmm. out. So we do a lot of that work, um, you know, and then there, there are causes that are near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I, we do the newsletter for uh, the Farm Workers Cooperative, La Cooperativa Campesina de California, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, my parents... Uh, were farm workers when they came to California. So, um, you know, that uh, you know, making, providing information to farm workers is something that I really enjoy. Um, it's it's one of those those clients that uh, uh, um, that we don't do for the money. We do we do just because it, it, it helps get it, it makes us feel like we're giving back. Right. So, like, you know, media has changed a lot, yeah. you know, as you're saying, as, as you've been in this business. Uh, kind of what is the kind of the challenges today with social media? As you said, you know, we have cable, we have all these channels, but, yeah. but people skip the commercials. Um, so yeah. how do you get your message across? Well, today? it's it's harder and harder these days. And especially as you sort of start doing paid ads or, you know, paid, uh, you know, uh, digital marketing or digital media, um, 
you know, I, I learned this in, in, a can, in an effort that we had uh, uh, recently, uh, you know, where we bought ads to basically, you know, uh, to direct a message to a certain legislator's office. Right. Um, and they weren't seeing them. Uh, and you learn uh, that if you pay for the premium subscription to your newspaper, you don't get ads. Right. And most of these offices, because that's their home districts, have, you know, they, they have, um, you know, they don't get ads uh, because they've got the premium subscription to whatever, you know, newspaper is in their locality. Uh, and so you have to figure out, you know, work with working with digital teams and working with marketing teams and figuring out sort of what works best and sort of how uh, how to get that stuff across. Our area of expertise is really sort of the, uh, um, you know, the messaging part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we work with people who understand that stuff better than we do, um, you know, and uh, and partner with them on, uh, you know, on, you know, all the, the, the analytics and, and sort of how to actually get that reach. Uh, for us, you know, we just focus on, on trying to put together a good message that we can then sort of ship to uh, you know, to to um, to the media, to social media, uh, and then to our digital teams that we work with. Uh, but it's harder and harder because um, you have to go where the eyeballs are, right? right. And it used to be, and we all have ADHD now. We yeah, have our eyeballs exactly. Are Twenty places at once. And right? so we just you just have to make sure that uh, you know that that you have every component covered in in trying to get something. Yeah. So you're, it's actually a lot more effort these days uh, because again, you could before if you could target your local newspaper, your local TV, and your local radio, and you're good. Right um, now, uh, you can target those. Uh, there's less people seeing those. Uh, so where are they? Well, they're, they're on over the top. You know, they're, they're you know, got to get them through Hulu, <laughs> got to get them through Pandora, you know, got to get them through, you know, TikTok. And, and TikTok was one of those ones that as an as a gray beard, um, you know, I resisted for a little while because yeah. I was like, come on, that's not, that's not really. And, and it is your audience. Uh, your audience is, is is looking at TikTok. They're looking at Instagram. They're looking at these things. So you need to figure out a way to, to, um, to insert your messages to make sure that, uh, uh, you know that they're catchy, um, that, and so it's it's almost a lot more. Uh, you know, uh, you you've turned your media relations into marketing much more these days than right. ever, than ever before. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of like we have like so many options and so many different media stations. Like I always kind of joke with a lot of people that people still go to the back. Campaign consultants are always like mail, mail, mail. Yeah, and maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's just maybe it's just so convoluted and confusing out there that yeah. the billboard mail is just like your like yeah. the thing that people are forced to look at because yeah. you're forced to check your mail, you're forced to throw mm-hmm. stuff away. Yeah, no, it it I mean you are uh, you know you you are going to look at it you're, you, and it better be on the cover because um, chances are people yeah. aren't getting into the middle of it. Uh, so 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 that's part of it. It's uh, uh, the one thing that the you know that uh, you know I get pushed uh, I get pitched a lot is uh, text messages and and uh, you know oh, yeah, and, yeah. and phone calls. And man, I don't answer my phone anymore. Every other call is, you know, is, you know, offering me uh, Medicare insurance right. or something or some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of a, a scam, uh, you know, that they've got going on. So, you know, I just don't answer that anymore. Um, and, and even if it was sort of a legit, you know, um, hey, I'm the candidate, um, I, I can't feel like I trust it. Right. right. People can't feel like they trust it anymore. Uh, and the same with uh, with text messaging. Uh, you know, you're overwhelmed with now with with text messaging. So you have to to, to sort of really sort of figure out, right? What's what's the uh, uh, what's the actual impact of what you're going to be doing? How much are you going to get for your dollar? Uh, you know, on a campaign. And then on the free media side of things. We're still, you know, we're again, we're having to sort of, uh, you know, pitch sexier stories. You know, uh, you know, they 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 really, 
uh, you know, they're uh, when when you're talking to even mainstream media, even like your Sack Bees right, or right. Chronicles, they want clicks, right? So, uh, you know, so that they reporters may not say that, but their editors do because they're very aware of it. So you've got to be a little bit more sensational than than you had been in the past. Uh, um, and it's rough if you want to get a policy piece out, right? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, how do you sort of do that? And I always sort of go back to uh, one of the basics is how does we've always talked about this whenever we talked about policy is um, how does it impact me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as as a listener, a reader, a viewer, how does it impact that person? Because um, if they can't see how it impacts them, they're not going to care. Right. Um, and so you just have to keep working to make sure that, uh, you know, in all these different mediums, there's a way for somebody to say, ah, okay, I, I get that. That, that, that impacts me. Right. Um, or if that all that fails, Hey, that's funny, <laughs> you know, add a little humor to it and see if that works. Well, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, as you said, you pitch a story, I don't know, like in some of the kind of the small niches I work in, like, yeah. It's like a fishbowl, right? Yeah. Like we see the story and everyone in the industry sees it, but nobody outside the industry yeah, sees exactly. it. Right? You yeah. got to get it out there. And, right. and, and, and that's all, again, make, making it relatable to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's how does it impact me? Uh, you know, does it, does it, you know, the, there's that whole story about the whole thing. It was like, what, you know, the news will tell you what the news is. And I have sort of a whole sort of uh, litany of things that are newsworthy. Is it timely? Is it, mm-hmm. uh, is it topical? Is it, uh, uh, you know, is it relevant to like, you know, is it relevant to Christmas time? Hey, right. there's a lot of, yeah, you know, it's Christmas time and people don't have places to sleep. So you tie Christmas with homelessness or, you know, stuff like that. So you just have to figure out ways in which to, to make it so that, uh, um, you know, that, that, that the news will cover it right. and that it's relatable to somebody. It's kind of interesting. So like, I know you're a big time 49ers fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, your son, you know, you're telling me your son writes for the Niners. Uh, 49ers like web the, zone, yeah. yeah. The staple of, you know, sports used to be sports talk radio. Right. right. And like, yeah, I don't even know what the listenership of KNBR is anymore. I don't, I don't know. How do you tell that? Do you, do you guys have stats like that? Do you know how many people are reading a, a SACB article or how many people are listening to certain radio yeah. stations and things I, like that? You know, uh, unfortunately, not in real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you sort of have to rely on like, hey, what's it been? And, right. and you kind of sort of look at the trends and you can sort of see the trends, you know, with with, uh, you know, with newspaper readership going down. You know, print circulation is down. Uh, you know, and 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 what's going up? You know, and so uh, you know, there's 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 outfits out there like Nielsen and Arbitron and right. others that sort of measure those things, and they're actually starting to do a better job of of, of figuring out what's you know what's what's uh, you know what the trends are on on social media as well to, to give you sort of an, an idea of how many eyeballs are on each you know social media property. Um, you know, so there's there's ways in which to to to, to you know to delve into those analytics, mm-hmm. and yeah, let's let's look at the ones. Let's not waste time on ones that two people are reading. Uh, you know, we have we have some blogs in Sacramento. I'm not going to name who they are. Uh, you know, but people get worked up about, uh, and I'm like, oh, why? There's like, they've got two readers, right. <laughs> you know, uh, and and they're, and it's and and it's the and it's the writer and his mom. Mm. Um, you know, let's not worry about the stuff that we don't need to worry about and focus on the stuff that we do need to focus on. Yeah, because that's, that's the cool thing, I guess, by like these social things, right? Yeah. Like I can see how many views you have on yeah. YouTube, how many views you have on Twitter, how many followers you have, you exactly, know, and, exactly. and, and, and again, I think, uh, you know, X not you know, formerly Twitter, uh, you know, was, was actually very good about, you can look at a post and sort of see, you know, the, the interaction that people have had with it. And all right, that's, that's getting some attention, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's getting retweets, that's getting, you know, um, likes, you know, so yeah, let's worry a little bit more about that or, uh, you know, or, Hey, it's, you know, nobody's, nobody's, it's not making an impact. Let's not worry about it too right. much. 
it's in the void. Yeah. Do you ever use like social media, I guess, to like test? Because you said you're like a message creator. Kind yeah. Of, how do you know what's a good message? What will resonate with? Well, people? I mean, the 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 you know. You really can't beat going back to good old fashioned polling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and and so whenever we work on these campaigns, uh, you know, we try to, to 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 gather as much information as we can. Some of it we do it through internal polls. Some of it there's external stuff that's out there. Uh, you know, you sort of uh, you know whether it's a um, whether it's a uh, you know it's a local newspaper doing a poll about issues. Right. right? We know that these are the issues that are important. Uh, so so we try to sort of collect as much information as we can to see sort of what's really popping with people. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, if it's something that we're strong with, uh, with that, if that issue, let's, let's talk about it because we have a, we have a great strength here. Right. Um, what's a great strength. So like when you're polling it, it like, well, it like 80 percent. Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be great. But any, anything that, anything that sort of has, a, you know, that anything that, that, uh, uh, you know, that 30% or more of the people are talking about, uh, you know, is, is, is worthwhile, I think, you okay, know, so, so, you know, if, if it's in, you know, if, if it starts rising 40, 50, then yeah, let's 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 keep talking about it. If it's sixty, seventy, holy crap, we better be talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's up in the hundreds, you know, ninety or hundred, then uh, uh, you know, then you know, red alert. Let's yeah. let's make sure that we're, we've well, got a position well, it, on. It's kind of like interesting, like um, let's say for example, an industry like I don't know, like tobacco, right? right. They've been like vilified, you know, they've kind of been beaten into their their corner. Sure. But at one time, they used to you know have their their heyday, and they were you know good. Like so, like you know, how do you how do you attack like you know a, a client like that, a client who is seen negatively, finding positives for them? Uh, well, that's, you know, that, that's always a, a danger. Uh, you know, there was a, you know, there was a, 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 there was one effort. I think Jewel had this when they were doing their, yeah, Jewel, their, yeah, Jewel, Jewel had their stuff, yeah. uh, where they wanted to talk about, um, tobacco, you know, obviously nobody, nobody likes tobacco and, right. and, and, and that's, they're, they're the bad guys. Uh, but they wanted it. I think their, their, their pitch was this stuff helps you get off tobacco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it helps you go away from cigarettes uh, you know, because you're using this and it sort of helps wean you off right. of like the hard stuff, I guess. Um, you know, and, and it didn't really work as well as they, they wanted it to. But I think that's that's sort of one of those, those uh, you know, that, that you, you try to sort of find a, a way to get in. I just don't think anybody bought it. I, I had the soda, the, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the um, you know, the soda industry uh, when they were fighting the sugar taxes in, mm-hmm. in a couple of, of places. And, um, you know, they're like people drink Coke, Diet Cokes, and Coke Zeros, and yeah. Pepsi Zeros, and all that stuff. I mean, they're, they're, their sales aren't dropping dramatically. Uh, you know, any any in any anywhere. So, you know, it's it's the same thing. Like when you talk about uh, you know uh, petroleum industry, everybody gasses up their cars, right? right? So, um, you know, so there's you know there's ways. It's like you know you do certain. Their their argument was that it was you know that it was regressive. Um, uh, and and there sometimes you, sometimes you can sort of make those arguments, and sometimes you get a, an audience like in Berkeley, for example, they're just not buying it. They're never going to buy it, and so you know they uh, they're like, yeah, we'll 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 pay the extra because we're not drinking that stuff anyways, right? right. Uh, so um, you know, so y- you 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 know, you really sort of have to know you know who you're talking to and who your audience is, and and uh, and uh, figure out something that works for them. Right. What are some of like the more kind of like rememberable like campaigns you've seen either worked on or not where you've seen like something that was totally like flopping and you just saw a message take hold and it like passed. Like I kind of remember like prop 22, for example, like, was really pulling super low, yeah, and they just kind of spent a bunch of money and just kind of like. Well, I think one of the they ones got a message that hooked and finally took over. One of the ones, and this was sort of the last, the last gasp of like stopping uh, marijuana legalization, for example, uh, in California was uh, when Prop 19. We did Prop 19 uh, with the police chiefs and others, um, you know, on a uh, on a uh, marijuana legalization initiative that we that it was very you know 
normal legalizing marijuana was pulling really well. Mm-hmm. And it was only a matter of time before California was going to do it at that point. Uh, so we were kind of like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money on that effort either. Um, so we had a look at what worked for us with that, uh, with that effort. And with prop 19, it was that the whole, the way the thing was written kind of benefited one outfit, you know, it was Harbor, uh, um, um, Oaksterdam, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, uh, in, in Oakland, um, the whole thing was set up that it was just basically going to benefit one company uh, and you know, everybody else is going to kind of get shut out. So we kind of we just decided to switch the message away from legalization, which we thought was not something that we could fight against and just talk about what a jumbled legal nightmare it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a poorly written, poorly blah, 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 all that stuff. And that really worked because you could show editorial writers, you can show reporters, look at the way this thing is written and sort of how this thing is, is you know, that they, they, they only benefits these guys. If you were sort of another grower, you wouldn't be able to do it. Right. We actually started, uh, you know, th- by the time we ended that campaign, we had other marijuana growers who were opposed to it uh, because they were like, we don't want to give all our business to those guys. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was one that we, we thought when we going into it, uh, yeah, we're going to have a rough time because Californians seem to be ready for this. Uh, and just, uh, it was just, um, uh, for, fortunately for us, they wrote a terrible initiative on that right. one and, and it worked out well. So what was it pulling at before you guys kind of got your hands on it? And oh, well, legalization uh, in and of itself was pulling in the sixties and seventies, okay, right? So like, really yeah, good, yeah, yeah, it's about time. Uh, you know, the, the measure itself, uh, when we pulled it, uh, um, you know, just on, on the, the, I think of the, on the ballot label, uh, you know, it was it did all right. Uh, it wasn't, you know, in in the, the 60s, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, but when all you had to do was sort of do one, two, three messages of knocking it down about the, uh, you know, the uh, the jumbled legal nightmare. I think that's what we kept using right. that over and over again. And it just fell through the roof. So you look at uh, polling a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, so you have you've, to. you've seen them up and down the state. How often do you get like a fresh poll? Uh, well, uh, well, you know, there's fresh polls that happen. You know, uh, every, uh, pretty much quarterly. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you're getting the public polls. Right. Uh, yeah, so we, 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 you know, we don't differentiate between uh, having our own targeted private poll uh, for a client is is great. Um, and and if you have the resources and the money to do that, you know, that's where you want to go. You know, all the time. But PPIC is doing it. Berkeley's doing it. Uh, USC mm-hmm. is doing polls all the time. So we just take as much information right. as we can from everywhere. And so you're getting them regularly. Uh, and then there's, you know, uh, the, the more local you get, the better if you depend, uh, you know, especially if it's a local or I- local issue. Uh, you know, so we try to glean as much as we can, you know, Sa- the city of Sacramento, for example, does mm-hmm. surveys, uh, you know, of, of, of residents and they kind of post that stuff all the time. So we just kind of take yeah. the stuff off their website. So what kind of what, what issues are you seeing kind of front of mind of the voters and kind of what's, what's their mood heading into I, right now? Right now, I think that, that, that we're, 2024, we're heading yeah. into it. No, uh, uh, you know, um, the, this retail the issue is huge. Uh, and you've seen, you know, Jim Cooper in Sacramento right. jump on it. Uh, you know, the the retail theft issue. I just think people are just fed up. Right. Uh, you know, they're tired of it. Um, you know, they they see it every day. They see smash and grabs. You know, they see to see, you know, uh, you know, just people walk into stuff and it's like, why am I paying if everybody else is right. <laughs> just, just stealing this stuff? So I think it's a huge issue right now. Um, uh, and I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, elected officials are wise to sort of jump on it. Uh, you know the uh, uh, the Israeli Palestinian issue right now is 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 you know is percolating up because the the progressive uh, you know left uh, um, you know is is, is uh, going to hold uh, elected officials accountable for at least they you know they they they're they're at least making some noise uh, you know that uh, uh, you know that worries I think uh, you know uh, 
uh, electeds all around the country, uh, uh, you know, about the issue, especially of those who are in uh, progressive districts mm-hmm. or, or, you know, moderate to progressive districts. I think if you're more on the on the conservative district or the moderate to conservative district, you're fine. You don't care. Uh, but the, but the you know the, yeah, the they took over the convention, right? Yeah. yeah, they took over the convention, which I thought was kind of funny to me. Uh, in you know, I, I <laughs> it's like well, they shut down the convention. I was like. I think it was over right. when they went in there. I think it it's was like over. something always shuts the convention down, <laughs> yeah, right? It was like the nurses a couple of years yeah, ago. But I was like, I was like, you went to they, we missed the last speech, I right. guess, you know. Um, uh, and this year, the the the, uh, the party had their um, endorsement vote via email, uh, so they didn't really disrupt anything. Right. So um, you know, uh, but again, uh, um, you know. It, you you have a lot of energetic people out there, and and uh, and so if you're an elected official, that's con- that's cause for concern, right? So, uh, but uh, but I think uh, you know, like I said, retail theft I think is a big issue. Um, homelessness, you know, especially in in Sacramento, in this region is is you know is is a, is a big issue. Um, there's concern. I think there's gonna be there's concern about the presidential election um, coming up because uh, you know there's there's really an enthusiasm gap for for you know both parties right now. Um, you know there aren't. There, you know, there isn't a huge sort of Biden yeah. uh, contingent, and, and and frankly, Trump's ticked off so many, even people in his own party. That there's just a big enthusiasm gap uh, there. That tends to have an impact on on down ballot. If the if the turnout isn't huge for that, uh, you know, then then that's a problem. So I I would anticipate that for 2024, what Democrats are going to do is they're going to uh, what we did in in 2020 um, was you know you, uh, Trump was our biggest uh, 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 you know turnout driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you're going to sort of see a lot of focus on, on people turning to, right. Hey, you know, the, the, this guy's dangerous and see if they can generate sort of increase the dem yeah. turnout. Kind of, everyone's kind of like speculating what, what, like what's Gavin doing? He's yeah. like traveling internationally. He's debating. Gavin's, uh, I mean, he's Ron doing, DeSantis with this week. Coming yeah. Up. Yeah. Coming up this um, week. Coming up as a, as a, you know, a, a guy in the media and the know kind of what. What's going on here? I you know, look. I, I think it's a no lose for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's he, you know he's in a decent he's, a, he's in a decent spot here in California. Uh, you know, he beat back a recall. Uh, you know, won reelection, uh, and you know I, I think he's in a spot now where, uh, you know, if uh, he can you know he, he can continue to be a cheerleader for Biden, mm-hmm. um, and and he expresses that openly that that's you know, he's a Biden guy, but. The reality is, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, with with uh, with Biden's uh, Biden's age, to have somebody like Newsom step He's in. He's not here. That the, the pre, you know the president of China comes. Yeah, and, exactly. To have someone like Newsom, who's sort yeah. of a younger guy, sort of uh, you know energetic and not afraid to sort of you know uh, um, you know uh, go toe to toe with uh, with Republicans. That's good for him. Right. You know, uh, you know that's good for him. If, you know, again, I don't think it's a 2024 play, but it sets him up for 2028 well, if that's I, what he know, wants to do. Gonna, you work on the the Dem party, the, yeah. You know, the Dem convention, the podium, yeah. kind of like. Are you expecting anything? No, I, 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 you know, I don't expect anything. Uh, um, you know, uh, at, at crazy at, at this point. You know, uh, and you know, we had uh, when uh, um, when I worked the convention uh, when um, you know when Hillary uh, took the nomination and Bernie Sanders' team was uh, was up there. You know that was you know that, that was one of those ones where you know they, you could ten, there was a lot of tension mm. uh, in in the in that hall uh, you know with uh, with Bernie versus Hillary and uh, you know and uh, you know Bernie supporters just not you know they they're tenacious they weren't giving up uh, you know so there's a lot more tension there I don't see that kind of tension in in this convention it may be kind of boring um, it's kind of weird because so. like you know I, I've kind of been told like if Biden wasn't running yeah it would be chaos yeah the wolves would would be going at it. <laughs> Like who are the top Dems and waiting who are just kind of 
Well, I mean, I at think, bay right now. I think there's, there's, you know, look, there's, there's clearly Newsom. I mm-hmm. think uh, Newsom, uh, you know, is is is, uh, is presidential material. Uh, you know, although I hear from my uh, Republican friends and colleagues that uh, you know nobody wants to be California. That's not a thing. You know, uh, yeah, so uh, you know, it, it's but you know, but again, they all want to live here just a little less than six <laughs> months. Just, though, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there's there's them. You know, you've got these. Uh, you know, these these. You know, uh, uh, Governor Whitmer in Michigan. You've got uh, uh, these governors. Uh, you know, around the state, around the country. Who are you know? I think would be a, a good candidates. I you know I still uh, you know I just don't know that where California is. Uh, you know, I just don't know that the United States is ready for it, especially some of those midwestern states. Uh, you know, but man, Pete Buttigieg sounds great whenever he talks. And he's you know he he uh, he's sharp. Uh, he he responds well to arguments. Um, you know, I just think it's unfortunate that uh, uh, you know that his uh, his orientation is is still an issue in, in a lot of the country, uh, which uh, you know which. Um, you know, hopefully one day we overcome, uh, you know, the, the, you know, that, that kind of thing. And maybe he's the guy to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, uh, um, uh, but I, you know, but there are, there are some, uh, some great people out there. And then there's, you know, there's some of the folks who have already been here in California who have gone back to DC, like Javier Becerra, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, who might be, be thinking about it. Um, uh, but again, I just, I just don't think anybody's going to, uh, they're, they're, the the wolves are at bay, I guess, until uh, until twenty twenty eight. So um, you know we'll we'll see what happens there. Then you've got you know obviously if Kamala is uh, the VP candidate again, which I expect her to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know then then uh, you know she will be the front runner for uh, that nomination until somebody takes her out. And then on the other side, it's kind of hard to believe that you know all the drama, all the craziness, all of the indictments. Yeah. Convictions. I mean, this guy's bulletproof. He, he just keeps he, chugging along. He said, if you remember correctly, during the first campaign that he did, I could shoot somebody. It's like Tyson Holyfield. Yeah, he said I could shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square, and 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 I and nobody and people would still vote right. for me. And it, and he, and it's almost true. And there is sort of no. Is um, he more popular today than he was? Four I don't know years if he is or? more popular. I don't think he's overall more popular. But with the uh, you know, but the, here, here's the thing: I don't think he has supporters. I think he has fans, mm-hmm. and I think those fans love him no matter what. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, and, and it's disconcerting and it's not really the way we sort of ought to be operating in a democracy. Uh, you can tell sort of where the, where, where the Republicans are going because they keep trying to, uh, they, and it's, it's in somebody's talking point because I know talking points when I see them, mm. but somebody created the talking point. Hey, this isn't an actual democracy we live in. We live in a representative democracy, which is, uh, we live in a, con- you know, in a, in a republic and, uh, you know, and so they're basically trying to set the stage for, uh, you know, uh, they don't like things like what happened in Ohio, right. uh, you know, with the uh, with abortion. Uh, so they're like, yeah, this country wasn't intended for the masses. It's intended to be a representative democracy, uh, you know, a republic. Um, and so they're trying to make that argument to, to condition people uh, uh, to think that they're that if if their vote doesn't go their way, the popular way, it's okay. Uh, and that's not the way we ought to be. Right. And how come there's like no like other Republican who can gain traction? Yeah, I don't know. And I, and I would have thought, you know, again. Uh, I think I think it's probably where are because, the mods? I, I are th- there any out there? I, I think it's matter? because I think it's because uh, you know they're trying to 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 go after the same base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron DeSantis was hugely popular uh, with uh, uh, you know with Trumpers until he decided he wanted to run for president. Right. Right. I mean, they were like, oh, we love that guy. Now you know, he's just, sanctimonious. Now, now he's just sanctimonious. Nikki Haley was extremely popular right. with uh, with you know uh, the you know the Trump group until she decided that she wants to. And it's just like him, you know. Uh, whenever he he he'll have. His entire staff, people he handpicked, these are the mm. best people in the world. Uh, and if they 
you know, if they, if they, if they leave him or leave his orbit, you know, they're idiots. He's a moron. I never thought I never liked him anyways. It's like you hired yeah. these people. So, uh, it, it doesn't have to make sense anymore. And that's the crazy thing about it. It's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know in California, we saw it here where we had the top two prime in your area yeah. and we kind of, instead of getting more moderate, um, you know, yeah. individuals here, we've got more extremes, right? Yeah. It seems like and, it. <laughs> You know, I, I guess we're seeing this nationally too, without a top two. I guess it's just kind of like a political mood shifting where well, people and, are just kind of and, and gravitating towards the and I, and extremes. I actually, and I and again, I blame the internet yeah. <laughs> that I didn't think would ever work. Uh, it hasn't worked. You're right. The thesis is true, <laughs> but I think, but I blame the internet because again, you don't have to move off your spot anymore. There's no, there's no need for you to have consensus. Right. You can find your truth. You can find your truth wherever you, wherever you want it, and uh, you know, on on the world wide web. Uh, you know, and, and you can stay there and be comfortable. Mm. Whereas before, you know, again, you'd have to sort of find some way to, all right, let's, let's figure out how to cut a deal. Let's figure out how to make consensus. You don't have to do that anymore because it's not about getting stuff done in Congress anymore. It's not about, it's, it's, it's about scoring political points and they don't, and, and, and frankly, if you're on the, on the Republican side, the less you get done, the better. Mm-hmm. Great. We didn't do anything. Right. Uh, you know, and, uh, uh it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's just again, it's baffling, uh, and and it's a, it's kind of a sad state where we're at right now. But uh, uh, you know, I, I just I just don't know how we sort of get out of it, uh, get to a point where we can sort of start having. I think I think we have to sort of move to a net, a, a, the next generation of, of of politicos to figure out if there's some way in which we can sort of start reaching across the aisle like you used to. Right. Instead of becoming yeah. like social media memes at each other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I and again, there's always going to be that. Ha ha! I got you. Um, you know. Um, I, what is it? Pwned you? Pond? Pond? Right. I don't know what it is. Uh, um, yeah. Again, the, the gray beard gives it away. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's all about sort of, you know, uh, shoving it in the other guy's face. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, besides from communications yeah. and all this wonderful stuff you do, you actually are a uh, avid off-roader as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Kind of what are some of the good spots to off-road up here other than the famous Rubicon Trail? <laughs> Rubicon Trail is fantastic. Uh, you know, one of the the hardest trail up in Northern California is the Fordyce Trail, uh, which is off of... Uh, off so it gets of, more extreme than the Rubicon. Oh, it gets more extreme. Yeah. And for a shorter period... Fordyce Trail, uh, you know, is is the uh, is the site of an annual event called Sierra Trek that California the California Four Wheel Drive Association puts on uh, out at Meadow Lake, uh, and it's you know it's got basically five major obstacles that you have to get over that are really really tough, uh, and a wa- and a couple of water crossings, uh, so that's great. But I you know I enjoy doing stuff like. You know, uh, getting out to the Black Rock Desert, Nevada, uh, you know, that, that there's it's more what we call overlanding. Mm. Um, you know, it's not as necessarily as 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 uh, uh, challenging technically as as Rubicon or Fordyce. Uh, there's there's Signal Peak Trail, which is a great one. It's a nice sort of easy one that gets you, uh, you know, to the top of a, of a mountainside uh, up off of 80. Um, I like doing Death Valley, uh, you know, Death Valley. In November, don't don't do it in the summertime. Uh, you know, uh, uh, did you do it this year? Uh, I didn't do it this year, oh, but I, the but flowers I, yeah, they, they they actually had they closed off a lot of it because of uh, of road damage mm-hmm. that was out there because of the flooding. Um, so um, you know, or, or Big Bear uh, it down in uh, you know near Lake Arrowhead uh, as uh, uh, they've got some great trail yeah. runs out there as well. Uh, Ocotillo Wells down in San Diego. I mean, basically from su- the southern tip of the, of the state to the northern tip of the state, you can find off-roading anywhere. The one area that I would really like to see open, I'm, I'm also on, I uh, was appointed by the governor to the uh, OHMVR commission, the Off-Highway Motor Vehicle Recreation Commission, so I'm a commissioner there. And one of the challenges we have right now is uh, um, 
the potential closure of, of Pismo Beach, uh, uh, which is the Oceano Dunes uh, State Vehicular Recreation Area. Um, you know, there's been a, a, you know, a lot of back and forth on the, on the actual science of it, but it's the only place in California where you can off-road on the beach. Oh, really? Uh, and, you know, it's a... It's, uh, um, it'd be a shame if we lost that. That's uh, that you know we have families from the, the Central Valley and and all over the all over the state that go there. My right. parents used to go there, would take us down there when we were kids, you know, right around uh, you know the, the, the mini bikes and and now they've got side by sides, which are a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, what uh, rig are you running right now? So I have a, a, a 2015 uh, a Wrangler Rubicon mm-hmm. four door um, that I've got uh, lifted up uh, um, on. on uh, on uh, Dana 60 axles and 40 inch tires. So it's a, it's a very capable, I ran this this weekend, ran the entire Rubicon trail, which is usually like a two day, three day trail. Me and my friend ran it all the way through nine to four, you know, it got, or sorry, got in at 10 AM, got out at four 30, uh, and had a good time doing it. Yeah, it was, it was, we had the trail to ourselves. It was awesome. Uh, It's amazing how fast you can get through it when there's nobody else on it. Uh, And we weren't even really pushing that hard. We were just like, well, let's just keep going see how far we can get. And, we got out the, the trail on Tahoma yeah, with those tires and that height. You don't have to worry about uh, not, not breaking too much. or denting anything. Not, or? Well, not too much anymore. Uh, you know, I, I'm a clumsy driver. I'll admit. So yeah. um, I have to be extra careful about stuff because I just run into rocks. Right. Uh, and I'm like, what did I hit? The rock. Um, so we made it through just fine. Got out of Tahoma. Um, you know, and then obviously it's a nice little drive back uh, down 50. Uh, um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I enjoy, I've been doing that stuff. My, my dad, uh, you know, taught taught. Uh, he was very into into uh, off roading. Uh, took us on the Rubicon Trail when we were kids, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and there's been a Jeep in the Salazar family since at least 1948. I have a photo of my dad as an infant uh, in my grandmother's arms uh, in front of a 1946 Jeep Willys that was, uh, I guess, my grandfather's yeah. uh, farm truck uh, that, that he That's used. Awesome. So uh, yeah, it's in our blood. That's cool. Yeah. Well, awesome, Roger. Well, yeah. thanks for joining us. No uh, problem. If some of our listeners kind of want to check up on you and see what what you're up to, or uh, yeah, reach out can, to you. How, what's the best way to, best to follow way, you? Follow me, uh, uh, you know, on on X at Roger Salazar, on Instagram at Roger Salazar. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Jeep page uh, at Jeep Number Seven is more popular than mine is on <laughs> on Instagram, so you can follow me there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, or just go to allzamedia.com. You can sort of see what we're up to. Okay. Awesome. Fascinating, cool. Roger. Thanks for joining thanks, us. Uh, good talking with you. Appreciate and, hey, it. We'll see you next time. Thank you.